Hello, welcome back to Wolfie's Art Adventures. Today's adventure is gonna be two adventures in one. First, we're gonna go into the world of colors, and the second will be into the world of color blindness. So the first one, for colors, there's something we see practically every day. Unless you're blind, and if you are, I'm really sorry. It's gonna be really hard to describe any colors because I kinda understand that except with the nose because I can't smell very well. But yes, colors, something we can see every day and they envelop our lives. But what do we really know about them? To some of us, it may seem common knowledge about how colors are used, but then to others, they may not even know. And then to some very few others, they can't even see these colors. So let's talk about the different kinds of colors and how to use them. The first way to understand colors is to look at the color wheel, or as I like to call it, the wheel of color. From here, we get your three different types of colors your primary, secondary, and intermediate, or tertiary. Primary colors are based on colors that cannot be created by combining other colors. These are your three base colors, which are red, blue, and yellow. Secondary colors are colors that can only be made when you combine two primary colors. So for example, red with yellow makes orange, yellow with blue makes green, and red with blue equals purple. And then intermediate colors are the in-between colors. These are the ones that you combine both primary and secondary to get that third color. So like if you add red to orange, you get red-orange, or yellow to orange, yellow-orange. Yellow-green, blue-green. Blue-purple, red-purple, things like that. Now, if you add however many of each color, will depend on the shade of that said color. A second way to classify these colors is by warm, and cool colors. Warm colors are generally colors that would associate with warmth. Examples would be like red, orange, and yellow because they represent the sun. And the sun is basically a color of fire. So red, orange, and yellow colors are generally associated with things in a world that are hot or warm. On the other side of the spectrum, we have cool colors. These colors are the ones we associate with the cold. Examples are green, blue, and purple. Like water, cool grass, blueberries, Pluto, etc. These are things we associate with cool colors. And whether or not you've heard this, white and black are not actually colors. They're just shades of colors. All colors are reflections of light. Some colors are a mixing of other colors to make another shade of that color. This is true for all colors except black. Black is the absence of light, so pure black can exist in nature without any light at all. All other colors need at least some light to be seen in nature properly. Those who consider white to be a color, it's based on the fact that white light changes all colors and lessens them on the visible light spectrum. Many do consider black to be a color because you combine other colors to create it on paper. But in a technical sense, black and white are not colors, they're just shades. Now onto the second adventure of colorblindness. Something that not everyone knows is that not everyone can see colors in the same way as we do. There are some people who cannot see certain colors. This is known as colorblindness. There are also people who can hear or taste colors. This is synesthesia. I'm sorry if I can't say words correctly. I had to sound out words. We all have flaws. This is mine. <laughs> These are things that can make living day-to-day -day life either different or very complicated depending on what they have and the severity of it. This is stuff that those of us in everyday life could take advantage of without even realizing it. 
If you have colorblindness, it means you see colors differently than most people. Colorblindness makes it hard to tell the difference between certain colors. I actually do know someone, I know a few people actually, but the one closest to me is one of my brothers, who I will call Butt Munch number one, and he is red-green colorblind. This just means he really, he can't tell the difference between red and green, and for him, he sees those colors as brown. I wasn't here for this, but I do remember him and my dad telling me about how my dad sent my brother, Butt Munch number one, out to the yard with weed killer and told him to spray the alive weeds. Well, he can't tell the difference between a live weed and a dead weed because they're both brown. Granted, varying shades of brown, but brown altogether. And my brother literally looked up at my dad and went, but how do I tell the difference? And my dad, as much as I love him, he can be a dummy, he is a blondie, so that might make sense for a lot of things with him. He could not understand how my brother did not know this. We've known he's been colorblind his whole life. It's hard for someone who's not colorblind, who can see all these varying shades of color, to tell someone who is colorblind what the difference is. I do remember also when we were younger and they would give us the homework pages that were like, color in the lines. This number one is red number five is green my brother can't tell that so he had to read the crayon and or marker for the label that said what color it was other than that he can't see it i'm sorry for going on that tangent with him with my brother my lunch number one but uh, back into the meaning of it so red-green color blindness is the most common type of color blindness because it makes it hard to tell the difference between red and green. There are four types of red-green color blindness. There is deuteronomaly, which is the most common type of red-green color blindness. It makes green look more red, and this type is mild and doesn't usually get in the way of normal activities. Then there's protonomaly. This makes red look more green and less bright. This type is mild and usually doesn't get in the way of normal activities. Then there is protonopia and deuteronopia, which both make you unable to tell the difference between red and green at all. This last one is what butt munch number one has. Then there's the blue-yellow color blindness. This is a less common type of color blindness, but it does make it hard to tell the difference between blue and green and yellow and red. This type of color blindness has two different blue-yellow color blindness. There is tritonomaly, which makes it hard to tell the difference between blue and green and between yellow and red. Then there's trinopia, which makes you unable to tell the difference between blue, green, purple, red, yellow, and pink, and it makes all these colors look less bright. Then we have those who are complete colorblindness. If you have complete colorblindness, you can't see colors at all. This is also called monochromacy, and it is quite uncommon. Depending on the type, you may also have trouble seeing clearly, and you may be more sensitive to light. Some people may think colorblindness wouldn't be that big of a deal, but think about all the ways we use color every day to keep us safe. Red and green at stoplights. Blue on yellow cheese means mold. Red stop signs, yellow yield signs, flashing railroad signs. Yeah, these are the words, but also, honestly, most people just look for colors. They don't really read the words. 
If you are at risk of colorblindness, these are some of the statistics that an eye institute has made an article about. It basically is saying that men have a higher risk of, than women to become colorblind. You are also more likely to have colorblindness if you A. Have a family history of colorblindness. B. Have certain eye diseases like glaucoma or age-related macular degeneration or AMD. C. Have certain health problems like diabetes, Alzheimer's disease, or multiple scoliosis, MS. D. Take certain medicines. And I hate saying this because I'm not about race and anything, but apparently E is if you are white. If you think you may have colorblindness, talk with your doctor about getting checked. Honestly, there are some technological advancements on colorblindness, like glasses that can help with it. I think that's really cool. And I know it's cool because I have Munch number one, who actually made a video on that, and the link to his YouTube will be in the description. And he does go into a bit of what it means for him and what his journey really was about that. Now on to synesthesia. This one is very complicated to explain. It is nothing that most people won't even know that they have, and it presents more in people with autism. Here's a passage from aroma.com.au as to exactly what it is or can be. The funny thing about synesthesia is that there are so many different ways it can be experienced. There are 80 types to be exact. A common type is when letters and numbers are tinged with a color, quote-unquote A being red or quote-unquote B being yellow. Another common one is when days of the week or months of the year have particular colors. Tuesday might be orange, but Wednesday might be green. For some, sounds such as doors opening or cars honking can trigger seeing colors, or they can also induce sensations in the body feel that something that someone is something is touching them and then there are the rare forms for a few people if they see someone being tapped on the shoulder they can feel the tap on their own shoulder as well one of the most interesting rare types is when you taste different colors when you hear certain sounds like tasting custard when a door slams or waffles when you hear the word tissue some people in fact may experience a constant flow of flavors Unlike colorblindness, no one is really sure what causes synesthesia, but it is also predominantly seen in super creative people like artists, musicians, actors, etc. So what do you know, guys? If you're listening to this, we may all have this. I don't know if we do. I think I might. I do remember going to a Red Robin and drinking their purple lemonade thing, and I swear to any and every god out there in the world, that stuff tastes like purple. I don't know how to explain it, but that stuff tastes like the color purple. Colors have a ton attached to them, but something else they are attached to with people is our feelings. It's something we learn in preschool. Colors can be associated with intense feelings. Have you ever heard green with envy? Or, wow, you're so mad you're actually turning red? Or, I'm feeling a little blue. At our core, we as people like to be understood by everyone, but there are tons of things that separate people every day like language barriers, religions, opinions, etc. But something we will relatively understand is colors and feelings. When I'm mad, I'm red. When I'm happy, I'm yellow, etc. Base feelings for colors are basically red will equal mad, orange will equal excited, yellow will equal happy, green equals disgust, blue equals sad, and purple equals fear. If you've seen the movie Inside Out, that gives a really 
good description on how certain emotions are and they correlate with the colors we already associate them with. Another example for that would be uh, if you have made your lover or your significant other really mad. What's the first thing we always go do? We buy something they want. If that's not your answer, you're wrong. We buy something that we think would they would like. Number one thing that I understand is that a lot of people will buy red roses and they will always buy a dozen because they know they're in trouble and roses equal happiness as well as love. So, remember that next time you make someone mad and it's someone you have a crush on, love with, it's, if you have a great feeling for them, get them roses. Especially red roses, because apparently that means, I am sorry, I love you, please don't hurt me. At least that's my understanding. I could be completely wrong. Now let's look at a chart on some colors and other ways they make us feel. So as I've said before, red equals madness, and as I was just telling that story, it means love. It can also mean excitement, strength, or energy. It also just mean the blood of our enemies. And we all know that when we're playing a video game, we want to be red, especially in Among Us, because we want the blood of our enemies on us. It's funny. For orange, we have confidence, success, bravery, and sociability. Yellow is creativity, happiness, warmth, and cheer. I mean, to be fair, have you ever seen anyone get sad when you present them a sunflower? A stuff that does nothing but radiate happiness. Green expresses nature, healing, freshness, and quality. Blue is more towards the trust, peace, loyalty, and confidence in oneself or in anything. Pink would mean for compassion, sincerity, sophistication, and sweet. Just like we paint our cupcakes with pink frosting because it makes us happy and it's sweet. It's so good. Purple would mean for royalty, luxury, spirituality, ambition. If you think I'm wrong, think of every time we've had a monarchy in any government around the world and the number one color that they always choose is purple. Why? I don't know, but it's a very nice color and I can understand that. Next we have is brown, which means dependable, rugged, trustworthy, simple. Or in most cases, as everyone believes it, dirt, because it's dirt. But then you get brown potatoes, and potatoes are good, and they're always dependable. Very, very simple. Potatoes are good. And then we have black. Formality, dramatic, sophistication, and security. This makes a lot of sense, because anybody who's in any type of security thing, they've always got some type of black on them. This also makes sense for why police always wear black, which I wonder why it's called the blue line in America. But you know, I'm not in political BS, so I don't know, nor do I care. The last shade we have is white. This symbolizes clean, simplicity, innocence, honest. This makes a lot of sense when you are getting married because almost every little girl wants to get married in a nice, clean, fresh, white dress. Unless you're those crazy kids, kind of like me, who would be like, I want a black dress because why not? Because, you know, we just like adding pops, trends, doing all that. But yes, the main color for any wedding dress is white, and it does mean innocence because typically in the olden days when someone got married, they wore white to symbolize that they were pure, that they were innocent, and not tainted by the world apparently. Why they thought that, I don't know, but it, it's a thing that's been passed down for generations. 
In art, people use different colors to make people feel different things. As you can see, colors do different things for each of us. Some people respond to colors differently, which is why everyone has favorites. But I think everyone can agree, colors are a very huge part of our lives. We all know this is true, because if we didn't have this, we wouldn't have any amazing art that I would love to see and talk about from around the world. And with that, as the end of this adventure. We've gone into the adventure of the world of color and the world of colorblindness. If you enjoyed this adventure, please do not be afraid to like, comment, and subscribe to the YouTube channel. If you're listening to this as a podcast, you remember there are other platforms other than Anchor, like Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, others, anywhere you can find a podcast, I'm pretty sure I'm up on there. And don't forget, there is a Patreon. Again, I'll put another link into the description so if you guys would like to join the discord please go check out my patreon and until i see you guys next time bye